0: Everybody And welcome back to the history of video games. If you tuned in last week, you know that we just wrapped up 78. And Ben, I mean, oh, yeah. I know I feel pretty good about it. How do you feel about wrapping up 78?
1: Great. It was a big one, man. It was a really big one.
0: <laughs> and in fact, so big that we thought we didn't know if we could do our normal retrospective top uh, three games of the year kind of intro without making it like 40 minutes on the front half and an hour on the second half of the episode. <laughs> right. And we really wanted to give 78 its due and give it as much time as we could. So today, before we get into 79, we are going to do an episode just about 78, looking back a year in review, if you will. And that means that next episode will just be straight into the 79 action. So Ben, do you want to start us off with... Uh, talking about some of the categories that we have today to talk to the people about.
1: Oh, yeah, this is a true, you know, game awards episode here today. We're going to go through our usuals, but then we've got some new ones we're going to add. So we're going to do the worst game of the year <laughs> and then the best console of the year. We always do those. And then the top three favorite games from both of us. But then we're going to add a little bit something extra because there's just so many good games. I didn't want to leave all of them on the cutting floor. So, Wes and I both picked three unique categories that we created. And, you know, these are just kind of more for fun categories. They're not like we're going to be doing the same ones every year. It's just what we wanted to talk about this year. So, we each have three for fun categories and with just one game in them each at the end. And, uh yeah, it should be really fun. A lot of great games we're going to talk about. So,. Uh, But, you know, before we do that, we got to talk about the worst game of the year.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Which was
1: actually hard for me because there was a lot of great games and there were so many good ones that we didn't play that many bad games this year, I feel like, compared to previous years.
0: Yeah, the exact same thing. You know, when we have such uh, basically spoiled for choice in 78, we could find four good games an episode to play and we didn't really have many that were just uh, stinkers, you know? Yeah. I was able to find one. Oh, man. should I start us off, then, or do you want to get us into it?
1: Well, should I guess it first, try to guess, and then you could try to guess for me?
0: Sure. Yeah, because I think this is going to be so hard. Neither of us are going to get it, but
1: <laughs> go <laughs> for it. Could be. Um, I'm thinking it's got to either be maybe like one of the black and white computer games, maybe like Othello or maybe some sort of text based RPG or text adventure. Or it could be, I know in the very beginning we did like um, a card game. I think that was in black and white. Could be that. It's got to be in black and white. It's kind of where my mind's going.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Well, you are correct with that. And you're correct with it being a computer game. But it was not any of the ones that you mentioned. You know, I I was going to pick Othello. But I figured, you know, it's kind of just a computer version of a board game, right? So mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like, I don't know. There's only so much they can do with that, right? Right. <laughs> but the one that was worst game for me is Star Wars Basic for the TRS 80. Uh now okay. I, I don't know if you remember this exact one. I didn't until I looked over it and I remembered why I didn't like it so much. Is that I just had such high expectations for Star Wars game, you know, really mm-hmm. any Star Wars game. And Star Wars basic isn't in itself, horrible, but it just takes on the most iconic movie sequence, or one of the most iconic sequences from that movie, the trench scene in the Death Star. And when you're trying to recreate that excitement on the TRS-80, it's pretty hard to do. Uh, So this was the game where you're in the trench, you're at a behind the X-wing kind of view, but your X-wing is on screen. And you have to navigate down the trench, shoot a torpedo into the Death Star, and then fly away. And it had all the elements that you think would make it good, except for the ships, TIE Fighters, and the X-Wing moved very slowly across the screen. It was almost like they each had to take a turn, even though it was supposed to be sort of real-time. But the laser turrets that would shoot across the screen horizontally moved, like, instantaneously across the screen. So no amount of reaction time could really save you from those. You just had to kind of predict where they were going. So that just made it not super fun to play. And after the nine-page instructions, which were really cool because it had this one section where it showed you the example flight path you were going to take to bomb the Death Mm -hmm. Star, it just really didn't live up to that to me. Um, And because there were nine-page instructions, it literally laid out the exact sequence of After this many seconds, you need to do this to win. After this many seconds, you need to do this to win. And after this many seconds, you have a five-second window to shoot it, and then you win. So even though it was difficult for me, it didn't feel like the right kind of challenge, you know? So Mm -hmm. that is why I had to put Star Wars Basic for the TRS-80 as my worst game of the year. I think it had a lot of the right elements, but it just, uh, all the Star Wars hype, it didn't deliver on it, you know?
1: yeah makes sense I like could see how, how a space game stabbing you in the back could make you feel the wrong way <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly yeah you know i just have such high hopes for all of them because i'm like i love space <laughs> games <laughs> but uh of course it did not deliver but now i gotta be honest i'm racking my brain to try and think of what <laughs> yours could be
1: i mean i kind of forgot about mine to be honest And then I was looking through the list, and I was like, oh, yeah, this was so bad. Or I remember it badly anyway. I don't I forget what scores I gave it.
0: I feel like it's got to be a Pong game that had no right to exist in 78. (laughs) That's going to be my guess, although I can't think of an exact game.
1: Okay, okay. Well, the no real reason to exist in 78 part is correct. (laughs) But it's not a Pong game. It's actually the game Ultra Tank. Came out really early in the year. Yeah, yeah. But this is a game that. My God, it's in black and white. Okay. Now, to take you back, Tank 8 came out two years ago in 1976, and it was in color. It was in true color. (laughs) So why is this game in black and white? (laughs) (laughs) And it just doesn't really add much. It still has the weird stun lock system of getting hit. So.
0: Oh, no No respawns,
1: right? Yeah, no respawns. So when you look at it, it just looks like the original tank from 1974. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it doesn't look any different. You can fire two shots at once, and I think there is... uh, You can't put the English on it, but first of all, it makes no sense in a tank game that you can put the English on it. <laughs> right. But it's just not good. And there's like... I think there's only one... There might be more than one setup of the barriers, but it's definitely not like 10, which it would have to be. <laughs> um it just looks terrible. And the tanks don't even look like tanks. They look like Civil War cannons. How they're <laughs> how they're laid out. Yeah, I just don't understand it at all. And I know it came out like right at the beginning of the year, but it shouldn't have come out. <laughs> <period>. <laughs> um so yeah I had to do that one.
0: And that that wasn't a atari right
1: yeah that was atari yeah. so, it's,
0: so it's not even like a cheap clone of tank it's like they were no. like hey we have a new tank and it's just like why did you do this
1: yeah, yeah exactly. I,
0: I do remember that now yeah
1: yeah <laughs> i mean even i think our very first episode of 78 you played the atari prototype digger game and i would have rather played that than tank ultra tank <laughs>
0: that's right where you're moving around and that was prototype bombs. it wasn't yeah. even
1: done yet <laughs> so yeah it's um i had to go with that one it was just kind of disrespectful.
0: <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. But I guess we should move on now to the happier, more upbeat part of the <laughs> yeah, yeah, episode and start talking about our best console. Um, yes. Now, this one, I don't know if you want to do guessing for Ben, but I think we'll have there might be some contention, but I think they're going to be pretty clear cut. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, I mean. To be fair, we have a lot of new consoles in 78. I mean, there was like, I don't know, 5 to 10, something like that. And some of them are like, they came out at the end of the year. They were pretty good. The Odyssey 2, BC 4000 was all right. We also had the MP 1000. Um, Right. So, you know, there's a lot of good contention here. But yes, I mean, do you want to do you want to do it first, Wes?
0: Yes. And so I had to maybe it's not a obvious choice but the Ballyast arcade it's just i don't know i had to pick it you know it's right when it released it came out with so many games that were just so good thanks to of course having the access to all of the midway arcade game catalog and a console that could actually make those games feel like their arcade counterparts
2: Mm -hmm.
0: even with other consoles that we've seen that have like a lot of Great capabilities like the Odyssey 2 and the Atari 2600, of course. This is the one where they most felt like arcade games to me. And the music in Gunfight, as we've mentioned, I think uh, last episode even, that the Baleast Arcade has three sound channels, whereas tons of these other ones only have one. So it could do a lot more sound. It just looks fantastic for a console. Even things like the blockade game, Checkmate that I played,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which is the traditional like four-player blockade where everybody makes a sound as they move, it just looked really good and played so smoothly. It had a fair bit of colors, which was really nice. It could display a lot of detail. And I don't know, it, it was an easy pick for me once I started looking at all the games. I just, uh, I'm excited to see how many... Original to the Astercade games they can come out with because right now it's all Midway classics which are awesome, but I'd like to see something original on it too.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, cool.
0: Yeah, so that was my pick, but uh late on me. What did you pick for it?
1: Well, you know me; I had to go with the Bally Astercade. Right, of course. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just agree the lineup is just too good, and all the games are good, and they did have some of which I mean. Valley Football was one of my favorites when it came out. That was totally original, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But even, like, in the launch lineup, I think they had Night Driver or Night Racer, and it was, like, the arcade version, and that's, like, a hard game to do. <laughs> so the power behind this console is just incredible. And then the games being fun, they had football, they had even, like, tennis, I remember loving. It's like, one of the first ones, again, where they actually had real people walking around. So, Yeah, it was just like, you know, their gunfight is better. Their football is the best. Like, I don't know. It wasn't that close for me. Yeah. I just think it's, it is a premium console. I think it's the most expensive one on the market, but you know, you get what you pay for.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we obviously know that the Atari uh, 2600 is going to keep making creative, innovative and awesome stuff. But this year in particular in seventy eight. It just didn't live up to what the Astro Cave was doing.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: All right, then. Should we move on to the top three, Wes? This is my favorite part. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Mine, too. I think we should get right into it. Do uh, three to one, you think, alternating?
1: Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. But I have to guess yours because there's so many that this is partially just like honorable mentions, too, at this point.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, go for it. Guess. Either all of them at once or my number three, whatever you're feeling.
1: I'll just do all of them at once because I don't know. I'm not sure where you're going to put them, but I really want there to be one of the computer games on there. I don't know if they're going to make it because it's so contentious this year, but you played Swords and Sorcery, Dungeon Campaign, and Beneath Apple Manor. I think all three have the potential to be on one of our lists. I just do. They're all just so good, and I I don't know if they're gonna make it, but I hope that one of them makes it at least. And then, obviously, you've got your space game. So like Starfire, I'm thinking might be on there. Mm-hmm. And all, weirdly mm-hmm. enough, well, uh, first of all, I remember, I remember. Um, oh shoot, what was that juggling game? That's got to be on there somewhere, probably. Oh,
0: um, <laughs> Dogpatch.
1: Dogpatch, yes, dog yeah, Dogpatch might be on there. And also, weirdly enough. Valley Astrocade Golf. I hope that's on. <laughs> I doubt it, but um that's a really fun one. But those yeah. are my guesses.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh should I get right into mine or give you Well, you know, I'll give yeah. your guesses first, I guess. Okay. Okay. And I think Space Invaders is going to be on there. Okay. Because nice. Space Invaders, even though I know neither of us were super thrilled with it when we played it. We were just like this is cool, but building up to it year by year not nearly as impressive. Still, I think because of how important it is, I think Atari basketball, for sure. Just because I know you love basketball. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that might kick it above everything else (laughs) to put it on your top three. And third, you know, or for the third one, not necessarily third. That's tough. I'm racking my brain and scrolling through the list right now, but I don't know. I'm hoping a computer game as well but I don't think it will be.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, why don't you tell us what your number three was, see if I was right at all with my guesses.
0: Yeah, well, I can tell you, you were right on with the first thing you mentioned. Number three for me is a computer game oh. Beneath Apple Manor by Don Worth.
1: Nice. Uh,
0: it just is a crazy relevant game for 1978 among all the other things that it does. It is tons of elements that would later come to define the roguelike and roguelite genres, but before Rogue even came out. And of course, the author speculates that the person who created Rogue didn't really have any direct influence of Beneath Apple Manor, so they reached the same conclusion separately, but it's still so exciting to see an early game combine randomized dungeons, complex gameplay, scaling difficulty. Uh, and tons of other things that just make this super unique take on the dungeon rpgs that we've been seeing tons of on computers these days even things that make it not a roguelike game like the fact that it has a save system is super interesting i don't know if you remember but it had a feature called brain scan where you had to pay gold to save your progress mm-hmm. so you actually had to use the in-game currency to pay for saves which is a little weird but i think just super interesting and Really one of the first, probably not the first, but like save systems. Plato kind of gets all the save system firsts there, if you count that. But still, it's just super innovative. The gameplay was a little rough since it was coded in basic. So I think it's more the ideas, the theming, and all the gameplay elements that are brought to the table that really put it on the list for me.
1: Nice, man. I'm glad it made it on the list. <laughs> I think all those computer games I mentioned deserve it.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: But it's su- it's such a hard list. <laughs> it is,
0: yeah. I spent so much time just staring at those three, honestly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great, man.
0: Yeah, tell me what your number 3 is and I'll see if I got any of mine right.
1: Well, you did get one of yours right, Wes. For number 3, I put Space Invaders. Um, oh, okay, nice. It's true like I think the hype around Space Invaders is just unmatchably high for for what it is. But you can't deny that it's like probably one of the most complete game experiences that we've seen it had great music and sound effects it had great graphics for the time i mean it had the hand painted background and um the gameplay was really fun and engaging so it was just like you know some of the other games on my list i might have enjoyed the graphics more than space invaders or maybe the gameplay more than space invaders but like Space Invaders had that complete package that no other game of the year had, I think. And that's, I think, probably one of the reasons why it sold so well. Yeah. But yeah, I think it just deserves to be be up there um, uh, at my number three. So yeah, yeah, Space Invaders for me.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I figured it would be on there somewhere for you. It's a great game. But now yeah, yeah. I want to tell you, Ben, you were right on the money again with My number two, Starfire by Exidy. Oh, okay, Um, nice. (laughs) One of the more recent games that I got a chance to take a look at. But honestly, I feel like it's just one of the best of the year too. Um, For Mm -hmm. some of the same reasons that you said Space Invader was good, it just kind of has all the things going for it pretty well. It's got great gameplay, great graphics, great sounds. And it takes all of the fun elements that you're basically imagining when you played Bob Bishop Star Wars at the beginning of the year and puts them mm-hmm. all on the screen. The TIE Fighters are moving. You can move the turret around. You can see the lasers and they look awesome. Really, I mean, half of the reason this game is so good is just the crazy TIE Fighter models that get so detailed as they get so close to you. But also it's got hectic gameplay. There's so many of them on screen. And Exidy just did some great stuff with this. Uh, I feel like it may even be, at least in this genre, the best star wars game that we've seen so far Mm -hmm. it's shooting down tie fighters in a turret i mean how can you go wrong and especially when you've got such great visuals and sounds too
1: yeah one of the things i remember most from it it had the lock on which i thought was really cool and then it had the um the scanner which was also cool i thought
0: yeah yeah that's true that graphical element of the like radar down at the bottom of the Mm -hmm. screen so awesome I don't think we've seen many things try to represent like 3d space like that where it's like, Oh, to my top left, if I look up in that corner, there's going to be a ship over there. Um, yeah, just super innovative and cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. My number two, Wes, you would, I feel like you would never guess this one in a thousand years. Oh good. Okay. (laughs) But to me, this one has that charm factor. And there was a couple that I played this year that had some charm factors, but, This one surprised me the most. I picked Tennis from the Video Brain. I don't know if you remember this game at all. but yeah. Okay, you have actual people serving the ball, first of all. They're like stick figures, and they run around. And there's a ball boy that goes and picks up the ball and puts it there, and you can actually serve. It had the audience turn their heads to look at the ball, which was... By far one of my, my favorite moments of the whole year. I yes, saw <laughs> yeah. that. It just goes to show you that like, even though it's basically Pong, which it is, it made it different enough where it just felt like a completely unique experience. And there was nothing I could criticize about it. <laughs> like, um, I just think the graphics are incredible. And it had the charm. I think the faces of the audience members... Had that charm for me, but even just the stick figures, I don't know. There's something memorable about them and the way they had a little animation whenever they actually hit the ball. It was just so unique and different and ahead of its time, I think I was just like floored by it. So that one I will always remember, I think. So it had to be up here.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm so happy to see the video brain on the list too, because that's one of the consoles like, or not consoles, but computers that like the odyssey just like throws weird curveballs and has some really great stuff. Like tennis mm-hmm. is great. And of course, how could you forget gladiator, which was amazing for that as well. So yeah, I'm excited to see what else we get from that or from other weird, uh, computer systems. If that one doesn't stick around for too long.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Number definitely. ones, Wes, number one, is, this is the, the top, the big daddy.
0: the big kahuna the pinnacle number one for me i kind of felt like i had to pick space invaders by taito okay Um, Uh,
1: no dog patch in the list no dog patch
0: in the list um but space invaders just i think it was because i saw it coming you know i knew what i was Mm -hmm. getting into and i knew the like 82 or mid 80s version of it. So this version just looked old by comparison. But when I looked back at it, it basically just had all of the things that you mentioned. It is probably the most well-rounded game that came out in 78. And I kind of think that's enough to make it the top game of the year for me. Um great sounds, great graphics, even though it wasn't true color, it still did a great job with it. And of course, the super memorable aliens and their twitching animations and they're inching ever close it still has the art of space invaders uh so yeah i just think i gotta recognize it it's an it's an amazing game we know it's going to be important up to this day so i think it deserves its due for when it came out in 78
1: that's fair man i can't criticize that at all (laughs) nice
0: (laughs) but with you putting space invaders at third. I'm really excited to hear what you in first place.
1: Oh, I think, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be basketball.
0: Of course. I love it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was floored by this like a couple of weeks ago. I'm still floored by it. Um, it just feels just like a normal day basketball and it's more fun than NBA 2K20. So <laughs> I mean, what is that going to tell you? I'd rather play this. Like, right. that's crazy to say. It's 1978. But I don't know. It's just the simple fact that you're dribbling the ball. There's a, a skill aspect in shooting it and defending. There's juking out the opponent. There's the immediate, like, return of the ball when someone scores. So there is not a second of downtime in between you're always moving just like in real basketball (laughs) you know unless like somebody gets a foul like you're running up and down that court all night and that's what i love about basketball and this game captured it perfectly and it's the only game in the history of video games so far to do that so i had to just put it number one and it's on the 2600 a console that's been around for two years i think or maybe just a year
0: I think one year.
1: Yeah, maybe one year, sorry. But still, it's like not the most highly compatible console. You know, it's not the Astrocade. I'm sure the Astrocade version is going to be way better, but the fact that it could do this on the same hardware that it did like Tank and Combat is crazy to me. Because it feels like it could be on a arcade game and I'd be like, this is good, you know? So... Yeah. It's a crazy game and I love it a lot. Had to be number one.
0: <laughs> For sure. I'm glad it made it up there. Yeah, I yeah. was I was watching it again as I was doing my review today and was thinking about picking it because of how much you enjoyed it. But then I was like, it's going to be on Ben's list if not number <laughs> one. So yeah. I'll, I'll just let him throw that on there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it had to be. Can I quick say some of my honorable mentions quick? Oh, before yeah. Before we do the, the new categories. um. Some computer games were a lot better than others. Some uh, I didn't really enjoy that much, but some of them I did enjoy a lot. For those, like, text-based, you know, black-and-white games, Knight's Quest and Haunted House were actually really good. (laughs) And I enjoyed them a lot. You also had Claybuster. This one probably had some of the best graphics I've ever seen because it had a hand-painted background, but then kind of like this white noise kind of looking thing. In the middle of the screen, and that was actually the sun reflecting off the water that was hand-painted, and it was just, like, incredibly cool to look at. That's right, yeah. Also, these last two, I think, could easily be two or three on my list. I had such a hard time picking them. Um, Weirdly enough, Free Cell was one of the most fun games I played this year on the Play-Doh Network. I don't know. I played it for like an hour. I didn't need to. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And, uh, you know, along with the charm of the tennis from the video brain, the charm from the Frogs game was absolutely incredible and could have easily been in top three, I think. But the gameplay was a little lacking. But man, it did it look good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's awesome. How could I forget about the Frogs game, too? That was a great one.
1: Yeah, so good. All right, should we, should we talk about our new categories, Wes, or do you want to mention anything first?
0: No, I think we should get right into our new categories. Uh, why don't I start us off with a category that I basically made because I wanted to mention one game in particular. Uh, I gave okay. my award for the most innovative visuals to Sky Raider by Atari. Nice. This was pretty close to the beginning of the year. And it just came out of nowhere with insane scrolling 3D-ish visuals. It's the one that kind of looks like it's on the inside of a wheel, if you don't remember. And we haven't seen anything like it before, and we haven't seen anything like it since. But it looks so good. It just, I don't know, and it's so different. Part of why I put innovative Mm. visuals in there, just because it's totally out of nowhere I don't know if it was unreliable, hard to make, or whatever, but the style, the feel of it is just so good. And this was a black and white game too, but the gradients that it did lended such an amazing feel to it. And the fact that it was constantly moving in this sort of like the land sweeping under you kind of feeling worked perfectly for the bombing run genre that it was in. Uh, it just looked so good. It was such a weird-looking game and just like a I don't know one one of those things I would love to see as like this represents 1978 in the museum just because it's so unique and odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was my first one.
1: Now that one is like such, such a remarkably rememberable one. I mean, it definitely deserves its place in history and shouldn't be forgotten. It's so weird, but it's yeah, so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. So kind of similar to yours, my category that I'm going to do here is favorite new genre so so i can talk about another game that i wanted to talk about (laughs) oh yeah okay now obviously the winner of this should probably be space invaders (laughs) but i didn't want to do that because i knew space invaders was going to get some other awards so i wanted to give it to a game that i think deserves a lot of recognition even though we we kind of trash it sometimes the original bob bishop star wars oh yeah i don't think Starfire would exist in the same way if it weren't for that game and we've seen so many games basically copy that formula like on consoles on arcades and computers and his was the first so I just feel like that deserves some kind of recognition and award even though it wasn't the best version it started some sort of movement to this kind of cockpit turret gameplay that is really popular right now. I didn't realize going into 78 that was going to be the case. So I was really kind of surprised with how many we saw, but it was a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that they're all directly related to Bob Bishop's Star Wars, but there's no denying that it was like one of the earliest. So, For
0: sure. And the reason that we still describe anything that's turret shooting, all of 78 was a Bob Bishop style.
1: Yeah, game. exactly. <laughs> yeah. He had to get a little bit of love. So this awards for him.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And my next one, uh as you were mentioning with Beneath Apple Manor, there were tons of good computer games, so I did a best dungeon crawler award. Okay. Uh, really just for anything that's like a dungeon RPG. I picked Dungeon Campaign by Robert Clarty just nice. because it really surprised me. Again, I wasn't expecting it. Something called Dungeon Campaign, it's a very bland name as a lot of these are but it really mixes up the classic RPG elements. You play as a party of people instead of one hero, and your hit points pertain to each person in the party, which is a unique bend on that system. Once one dies, they're gone. There's no health potions or anything to bring them back. And then you have two unique party members, which are your dwarf and your elf, which directly affect gameplay features if they die. Uh, So I just thought that was a really unique perspective on that. The idea of floor-specific wandering monsters with the, I think it was, giant serpents, dragons, and ghosts is just really interesting. And it changes up the feel and urgency of each floor. It makes it so you have to think on your feet more. And while I do miss the idea of leveling up stats, like you couldn't really put points into strength in this game, the idea of attack power increasing for each party member every time you win a battle was really unique. And it made that unique system where you have 12 party members, you win a battle, so now you have 24 strength, you lose one party member, and now you're down all the way to 22 strength, which was just super unique. So I think it just had a lot of great ideas for the genre that we hadn't really seen before, and it just made it super fun.
1: Yeah, man. That one definitely deserves something. (laughs) Absolutely. And I'm really excited because I know they're making something in 79 too, so. Ooh. That can't wait to see is that. It's going to be probably one of the most anticipated next year for sure. All right, this next one, though, that I did, was, I tried to trick you up a little bit. This is my biggest letdown of the year. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll put this under the poop awards, maybe. <laughs> um, but this kind of goes back to last year. Like My favorite game of last year was Superbug, which had a scrolling playfield. And I okay. was like, oh, 78. Think what they're going to do with that and we got (laughs) firetruck right and that was it and you know firetruck looked okay but they also had a really weird gimmick where two people were driving one car which probably did not help it sell well not to mention the fact that it took up a ginormous amount of space in the arcade so i just feel like any 2d game that exists in 2021 besides like a card game uses scrolling graphics on all four sides like like anything right. else so did atari just like take that technology and they were like yeah we can't think of anything else to do with this like what happened like firetruck came out kind of <laughs> early in the year yeah, it and did. it's a black and white game with this weird gimmick you could have just like re-released super in color and i would have been like i'm loving this <laughs> or just like i don't know any other game that has scrolling playfield i'd be like this is amazing because it's so modern and required for like anything i don't know make me a tank and make me shoot stuff and travel around like a small map but you know it's zoomed in so it's a scrolling playfield i would love that (laughs) like you couldn't do that i don't it's just like could they not think of anything else? They were just like fire truck, and they were like, ah, yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I mean, you had that idea there, and you go straight from racing game to slightly different racing game, and nothing else.
1: <laughs> I know it's like, I mean, if you think about like, you know, like the original GTA games were scrolling playfield, the original Pokemon games, scrolling playfield, like any genre you could think about probably had scrolling playfield at some point and atari could have been the first to do that they had the technology they were just like now nah, it's over this is all and that was early in the year and literally no other company thought to use it either it's just yeah. like where is all the scrolling playfield games we have the technology <laughs> Oh so, yeah that's got to be the biggest letdown. i'm putting <laughs> a fire truck on there
0: that's a good point <laughs> Uh, and I think you're really going to like my last category, Ben. I changed it up from what I told you it was because oh, okay. before we started recording, I was going to do favorite space game. I was like, that's just going to be Starfire again, probably. But there was one game that I wanted to find a, me- a way to mention. So I changed my category to the best game where you shoot a can of beans. And nice. I just had to pick Dog Patch. You know, out of all the games where you shoot a can of beans, Dog Patch by Midway <laughs> is the best the only one yeah no i just <laughs> if you remember this episode i was raving about this game because it's yeah. so hilarious theming uh, you're just a couple of guys shooting shotguns at a can of beans in the air and had no right to be as fun as it was but it was so good hectic back and forth tug of work gameplay shooting this one can of beans back and forth to try and get it off the other side of the screen it's just perfect it had great sounds you could shoot super fast the character models looked good and were super weird. And there was a really good hand painted style backdrop. I just love it. It's so weird. And mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I had to find some way to mention it in this year end review.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. It reminds me of like frogs that I did. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a charm to it for sure. All right. My last category, was. I want you to guess on this one. My last category is coolest cabinet.
2: <laughs> oh man.
0: I don't know why I'm blanking on cabinets this year. I know Seawolf 2 had a periscope. I think Maneater came out in 77, so <laughs> that
1: can't be that one.
0: <laughs> can't be that one. Oh, I'm gonna know it as soon as you say it, but I don't I don't got anything.
1: Alright, well I had to go with Blue Shark. I don't know if you oh, remember this game. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This is a Seawolf type game from Midway, and it just had a giant Shark on it, and I was like, I want that in my house right now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's something about the cabinet of this game, it has a hand painted background that definitely helps. But just like the logos on the front and the sides are just the coolest thing for a man cave, like, you need to have this. It reminds me of the original man eater, um, a lot, but it's kind of like a shark that's not only cool and like kind of scary but also somehow like endearing (laughs) i don't know right (laughs) it's kind of comic booky but i just love the cabinet for this i want it really bad (laughs) so now you know what to get me for christmas
0: all right yeah put it up on the list (laughs) and that's another (laughs) thing we'll have to mark on the uh, possible things to mention every year because there's so many things where like the game might not be the best but they just look so sick and it's a great thing that you want to have in your house. (laughs)
1: <laughs> definitely but that's it Wes that's our game of the year awards for 1978 it was such a good year as I mentioned there was a handful of games that could make it in my top top three and I just had to pick them and it felt bad but I had to do it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Now, and it was a great way to look back at the year remember all the fantastic stuff we got to review and get me even more hyped for 79
1: yeah 79 is shaping up to be even better than last year
0: and make sure to let us know if you like this new format for our end of the year review looking back or if you liked it better as the intro let us know that too we're excited though because this will let us get straight into 79 and to give us that feedback you can let us know on twitter you could send us an email and uh while you're at it you might as well check out our website and uh let us know your thoughts there as well
1: Yeah, and if you have a favorite game from this year, be sure to email us that too. Maybe we'll have a fan submission or something. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But with that, we'll see you guys in the next year.
1: See you in 79!